KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Especially because you're here. Well, well, well. Looky here. What do we have in front of us? How you doing there, buddy? I'm doing. Oh, there we go. Oh, no. I forgot which mic you're on. No, you I know. been it's here been here forever. Like a, a few weeks. I'm so used to the Zoom thing, though. It's really nice. I did like the Zoom thing. You had the ESPN New Orleans background and all of that. It was stuff. kind of official. It was, really, it was. It did kind of seem like a meeting, you know? It was real nice. It seemed legit. It did. Maybe not so much that football game last night, huh? I uh, I like uh, the, uh, the the previous LSU game that was on before that. I told you it was a purple and gold evening, and uh, it did turn out well. We'll talk LSU basketball. They defeat Kentucky. Nice win for Will Wade and company. Football, well, <laughs> you know what? It's the weekend. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what weekend. day it is. To me, maybe. You're halfway to the weekend. I know. Well, you're halfway to the weekend. You can hear me. It's hump day. That's how I feel. You know what? And you're getting closer to perhaps the playoffs. On the line of spot. Your New Orleans Saints get back to work today, Jordan. Get back to work today. That's always a good thing. Pelicans, they were this close. Until the final three minutes of the game that Chris Paul said, this is why I'm a Hall of Fame point guard. <laughs> Dude, he put on a clinic. He, they put on a clinic. It was like a 17 to 5 run. It was crazy. Where's the wisdom? That said though, you did see, I mean, this team can battle, but you, you gotta have a superstar when you're going up against a superstar. Kind of along the lines we were talking about yesterday. You gotta have an elite quarterback if you want to beat an elite quarterback or at least compete with them, right? I mean, you can be competitive. You can do that. If not, you have to have something else that's a little extra. If you don't have the elite quarterback, then your defense has got to be elite. Your run game's got to be elite. Something, right? Anyway, you got a lot to get into today. Today's going to be a fun show, Jordan, because I think it's going to be kind of a lot of topic-based and kind of opinion. So And a lot of, you know, big storylines happening in and around the nation. Yeah. In no, sports. No doubt about it. Uh, 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Our question of the day is tied into something CBS Sports nationally is throwing out there that we will get to here as well. So we'll touch on all of that. We'll hear from the Pelicans locker room. And also, again, as we said, head coach Sean Payton did speak this morning. We're off and running into Falcon hate, hate week. week of the utmost importance. I'm going to ask you this real quickly, and we can move on. You can do the question of the day. We mm-hmm. can take tweets. We can do all those things. You ready? Let's go. Could you stomach being swept by the Falcons this year? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if it was – if the 49ers do wind up losing, and the Falcons are the reason why oh. we get eliminated, then mm-hmm. that would kind of hurt. But if mm-hmm. – the 49ers win and Can we I lose answer it. it, it really, you? It wouldn't bother Can me. I answer it for you? What? I can't stomach it. You couldn't stomach it? Absolutely. I could not. stomach it. If the Falcons are going to sweep you, they better be at least a playoff team. Oh, this is true. So you would be swept by a non-playoff team. And to your point, what if the Rams wax the 49ers and they are watching the scoreboard and it's like a video game? Ding. We wax the box. I, I mean, the Rams are just putting it on the 49ers. Meanwhile, noodle arms up to 450 yards passing. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you that Monday you can host the show because I would have zero positive energy. Or should we call some buddies from Atlanta to, to do the show? Mine as well. I mean, mine as well. And then, quite honestly... You can go live to me. I'll Zoom you. You host the show. You can Zoom me, and I'm going to be live on airline right by LaSalle Park where the players and team go right outside the facility, and I will have a, you know, like a poster board, and it will say something like, really? Bums. Some, I mean, like, you cannot we need to make a get swept by the Falcons. With, with the sports, Can't get with swept the sports by the radio station in Atlanta yeah. and here. 
whoever wins the season series. This is their Super Bowl, you know. They that, have right? to host yeah. the show and they can, you know, take callers and, and rub it in the look, callers' there, faces. There's a legit shot that the Rams, I mean, they're playing for the two seed. They're currently the two seed. They're not a bad football team, right? I mean, they, they can beat the 49ers. You better take care of your business. In Atlanta. I, I'm just, I can't stomach it. No, no, no. See, here's the thing. I can't. I can't. I can't. I would not be able to. I, I, you heard Amy yesterday. She quoted Frozen. Told me to let it go. Yes. Three weeks later. I still haven't let it go. So, yes, that's another question of the day that I just made up. Could you stomach? Could you stomach being swept by a non-playoff Falcon team? We're not even going to put that out. Into, you don't even want to put that into the no, out into the universe. Okay, I'm just telling you. I I need I need some offense this week. All right, I need some offense this week because after last night's LSU game, I'm literally sitting here. I'm like the state of offensive football in the state of Louisiana. It's rough right now when it comes to LSU and the Saints. I mean, literally. You and I were texting during the game. I didn't think they'd cross the 50. I actually fell asleep for a little bit of the game. I told, I, Gary, I have you written down, my friend. And we had a couple other callers, you know, one of the SEC. And I, and, and I said, I, I hear you. And I was off by 10. I said, I think they have like 46 scholarship. That 36. 36 scholarship players. Look, even Matt Moscona tweeted last night. Should have never played that game. I mean, you claim COVID. You just, I mean, oh, come on. Dude, Jordan, that was, that was ter- That was not good football. I was surprised. That was not points. good football. Okay. With a wide receiver at quarterback. And it, right. Look, I am not blaming LSU. Like I'm not sitting there and going terrible game plan. What were they thinking? Where's the adjustments? There were no adjustments. There was nothing you could have done. You literally, it was worse than the Saints. I mean, it, it really was. Like the Saints, Dolphins, Saints. I mean, they you had nothing. You you started a receiver. Now, I know we played at Lutcher and bless his heart. But my goodness. But the game didn't mean anything. I know. I, so, I understand. I, I mean, I, I don't think it was worse than probably the Saints-Giants game or the Saints and Dolphins game. Well, it was. To watch. Well, yeah, to watch to, to viewers. I mean, you the were 20, of the game. it was 21 nil in the first quarter. And I'm like, yikes. Or second quarter, early second, right? I mean, I forgot. It was, it was a beatdown. They didn't cross the 30 in the down. first quarter. Uh, anyway, uh, thankfully, mercifully, the season is over. It's done. We're going to hear from Brad Davis here in a little bit, uh, on his thoughts in the locker room, but we can touch on that LSU fans. If you can't, you can't take anything away from that, huh? I mean, Matt even tweeted during the during the game the Brian Kelly interview. Yeah, I guess that's the and, and by the way, away. folks, he was he was <laughs> Brian's trying. Brian's trying to be personable, and and he was joking when he said, "I'm from Boston and we don't have accents." Now I know the delivery and the tone didn't come across like he was sarcastic. People literally on Twitter naturally were like, "Really? What are you talking about? We have a wicked one." I mean, he was joking. Just so happened that while he was talking, there was an interception and then a touchdown. So I don't know if that's a uh, precursor for no. I I think he was why again. You the only thing you could have looked at yesterday as it was just well at least there's a football game on. Like you can't take anything away from that. There might be a player or two that can come back. I know some people up in arms. Where's Dash and all that? Stop it. I just it, it just. It's the end of the season. Like, that's how you had to look at it. Hey, hey, good. All right. Good effort by the guys that went out there and played. Number 22 might be the best back. He's better than any back LSU had last season. That dude is awesome. What was he, like five foot, 150 pounds? I give a round of applause to all the people that didn't watch. Why? Why are you? Why? Why are you rewarding people that didn't watch? Hey, because they had to sit. They they actually <laughs> use their time correctly. Meanwhile, at the same time, your New Orleans Pelicans were playing, and they took on the Phoenix Suns. And look, um, it's a tough stretch. We said this, right? And and again, I'm not trying to find positivity and things that there aren't, Jordan. But would you say this is an accurate statement? You've played again in reverse order in the Western Conference. 
Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, you would play the third seed, Utah, the second seed, Phoenix, and the first seed, Golden State, tomorrow. That said, right, you you were in the game with the Jazz, like, through three quarters and a half, you you were there, and then, you know, the fourth quarter, their, their, yeah. their best player, Spida, you know what I mean, made some plays, Gobert made some plays, and you just... You know, B.I. was just coming back. But I would say if you attended or you watched, that was a, hey, you have a shot, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, but It was 101-99 in the fourth, wasn't it? It was 101-99. It was a two-point game. Then they went like on a 17-5 run or something of that nature. Chris Paul literally, per Antonio Daniels, ran the same play <laughs> about 10 times in a row. The old... Dribbled to the right wing, got to the elbow. Oh, behind the back, bounced past to some guy who dunks. And then the other one was another one guy right dunks. there. And then, oh, I'm going to kick it to the right wing, the right corner for three, right? This just in, you might want to I, – I, and I know, I'd like to say you might want to prevent Chris from going to his right. But th- th- this is why he is a Hall of Famer. But you saw, and then, you know, wide open is, you know, I don't know, pick one of their three shooters that can shoot a three. It's just, it's tough. It's tough when you're, you just don't have the weaponry to go against it. But again, when you watched the game, and I know the score says 123, 110, but Jordan, in, in that game, it was winnable. In the fourth quarter, yeah. I mean, you're down two. You, you, it was winnable, right? CP me happened. And then CP me happened. And so, Devin Booker hits a couple. Oh, no, I mean, again, but my point is that that is that, that team, you would agree with me, the Warriors, the Suns, they're, they're up here. Jazz have the capability of being there. They haven't played like that too. I forgot about the Bucks. Played them before the Right. Jazz. And that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's a tough stretch. And which is why I keep saying just, just trudge through, get past it. You know, the Warriors are coming up, not saying it can't be. Hey, they don't have Clay just yet. That's, that's coming up. Well, they the haven't weekend. needed Clay just yet. They, they really the have, they really haven't. So they really haven't needed if Clay. If you were just concerned yet. about Clay. Yeah. Yeah, really. He's not going to be playing Clay tomorrow. just yet, but, um, you know, again, they're good. 29 and seven on the season. The must Warriors be, must be nice. Well, no, well, again, it's not must be. I mean, let's be honest. The Suns were a finals team last year and were up on the Bucks. In the finals, right? Were they not? They were. Uh, the Warriors, we said, I said this last year. Um, they're, be ready for next year. And that was me thinking Clay would be ready for the season. He hadn't played yet. He's playing Sunday, right? So they got another weapon coming, but they're good. So they're a little further along. A little further along. But my point is this, as we were talking yesterday, and I see Jack on the phone, I think he's probably going to mention the same thing. Can it be competitive? Can it be there? Look again. It was a one on one ninety nine game. You just you're missing. You're missing that piece. You're missing that that you know that guy that can take over. You just don't have that. Bi has done it at times. He's still coming back. And, and, and quite honestly, that's what you hope Zion will be one day, right? That guy where I love how we always talk about Zion as he's just some like. Mytholo- well, he's a mythical creature. Yeah, he's right a, now. literally he really a mythical creature yeah. when we're talking about him. Yeah. Every time we say. Uh, well, yeah, this is, we hope because right now he exists in the theory. The book of Zion, it, it, it seems it's, like it's that in, he's in, it's in so theory. far away. In theory, he the is. Pelicans might be able to compete more when he's in. In theory, he could be that guy you give the basketball to late in games that can take over. In theory, he could be that superstar that you need to compete against teams that have a superstar. In theory, he is. He's a mythical. In theory, he could be better than John Moran. I don't know. They are on a six-game winning streak, by the way, the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I don't know. I, I don't – that might be something we can discuss throughout the show today. Today I kind of feel like making it like a debate sort of discussion, first-take kind of show. I, you know what? Throw that out there. Will Zion be better than Jean Morant? Or do you think he is better? Or is Jean already better? I mean, you said me, what was his quote think, today? What was his quote today? I'm not, afraid, we'll I'm not afraid of anybody. Yeah, well, like, he said it, right? First game of the season. He's like, I'm – I'll put a poll out. Oh, boy. Hopefully the Pelicans don't. Well, I mean, it's just a legit question. I mean. Who's better? Just who's better? Do you think Jamar? Oh, I mean. I was say who's better. Do you do it? Like, who do you take? Or do you think who's better? 
Because, again, one's playing and the other isn't. I like Ja. I might say I don't like, you know. So. Jack will come to you right out of the break. Search the sports hangover. Gus Cadigal, Jordan Kleber with you. You're home for Bellicans basketball, ESP in New Orleans. Happy holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to join in a handful of discussions, our other question of the day before we get to Jack. Yeah, what did you learn about the Saints this season? You could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003. CBSSports.com put out an article of every team. What did you learn what did they learn from every team? It's like a sentence. For the Saints, Dennis Allen has kept them in the hunt. Sean Payton's offense has suffered too many key injuries, losses, mostly at quarterback, to be trusted. And yet the defense has them there primed to potentially sneak their way into the playoffs in Week 18. So what CBS Sports is saying is what they've learned is the defense is the team, essentially. Right? I mean, we could all agree on that, huh? Absolutely. Jack, what you got for us, man? Hey, guys. Um... Look, man, I'm just happy. I want to get to the positive first. I'm just happy that as the football season ends, the Pelicans are playing much better basketball. They're actually a watchable product because, as you know, in the, for the first six weeks, I don't think we could say that. So I'm really happy that they're playing well together. And, guys, I had a question for y'all. Do y'all think that uh, Herb is a legitimate chance to uh, to be rookie of the year? I, I'll say this. I, I think one thing that does help, is getting or having rather players of the stature of right Donovan Mitchell and other players that he's played against this season make statements such as you know this guy's really good he's going to be in the league for a while he's going to have all you know defensive considerations things like that I think the problem with rookie of the year Jack and it's not my problem I just think in general is I think people tend to focus on offensive numbers and players now if he you know increases his offensive numbers and sustains it through the season and such I mean he had nine points yesterday like if he can get it to where he's averaging you know 15 or something of that nature maybe maybe that's the case um I think he has a better shot of being all first second or third team all defense or you know things of that nature for sure but I just I think like you know, the MVP award or something of that nature goes to numbers, goes to offense, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. 
No, you're right. It's probably going to go to some guy who's, you know, averaging more points. I, I probably agree with you. But, man, I'm just so glad. <laughs> That's probably the best draft. Well, if not if, if not the best, one of the best draft choices they made in the last decade. No question. So, I mean, no question. It, He's it, definitely it, a foundational it, piece. I mean, yeah. And, and Gus, the other question I had, I had, I had a question for you. Imagine – Imagine Carver is 18 years old and he's mm-hmm. being recruited for football. Yeah, and you had a lot. You had a lot of choices, and Brian Kelly walks into your house. Do you let him? Because man, he just strikes me as a used car salesman. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's a bad football coach. Obviously, he's not. He's very accomplished. Yeah, it's just that everything he says sounds so phony. Carver's going to Alabama. We, we all know. He's, um, Gus has said this multiple right. times on the show. It, it, it's funny, Jack, you said that because literally I I had that conversation with Jordan about two minutes before Buddy played the Open. And I was oh. referencing that interview, and I literally got a call this morning from Josh, my buddy, who's an SID at Notre Dame. And he opened up this conversation with like, oh, that – that interview was so painful to like him, and I, 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 I use the word phony in 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 that same regard towards Jordan. I'm like, it just comes across forced, and and it's like sort of like he tried to make a joke about being a Bostonian and not they don't have accents. He was joking, but the amount of people on Twitter per comments that absolutely took him seriously. You know, it's just I, I don't know if he can or cannot win. And, you know, whether or not it's the right or right thing to do when he, you know, left and all this other stuff. I I do think this, I think in time, um, personality and things of that nature matter, I guess, a little bit less if you win and things go well. It's more of, look, do you have a plan? Can you be a good coach? And can you do your job at what it is? And I think sometimes we put too much credence into especially in the media or on social media, Jordan and Jack, where this guy is great. I mean, Coach O's a perfect example, right? There's a lot of people that loved his caricature. I mean, he was. He, was, he, was, he wasn't even a character. He was a caricature. He was, you know, it was larger than life to an extent based on certain things, whether it was his voice, his demeanor, things of that nature. And people and, and overlooked the obvious deficiencies that it takes to be a coach at that level, even be a head coach sometimes, right? So I think a lot of times we can get so caught up in personality. But, Jack, I understand what you're saying because I have felt that way too, and I've said it. And, and look, and I've made no bones about it. I'm I'm going to give him his opportunities. I don't have a choice. And, again, I have no no dog in the fight. I don't care. I mean, it's, it is what it is. That's what they chose. I like Billy Napier. You know, when I – and, again – Probably it's because he came on Tuesdays on our show for the last several years, and I got to know him. But when he said something, it it seemed genuine, it seemed truthful, and it was receptive and very personable, right? Like, before we had our conversations, we had to record him this year, the first three things he'd ask me, how's my son, how am I doing, you know, have a good, I mean, like, then we talk football. Like, that's him. So... Now, some people can do that, and I'm not saying that he, he isn't, because in that interview yesterday, he, you know, said it's about graduation, it's about, you know, being family, and all those things. So, you know, again, I, I guess give him time to that, but yes, right now, it's just, and, it, and I think a lot of it is the social media aspect of it, man. It would, that week, and that day, those 48 hours he was hired, it just, it was like force-fed to try to make it look a certain way, and I, maybe that's just not him, and it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. You know, I don't know. Jack, also, uh, before you head out, I did want to let you know about the whole Herb Jones. Uh, what are his chances to win rookie of the year? I saw this actually a few minutes before you came on and I, it took me a little while to find it, but, uh, NBA.com updated the rookie ladder and Herb Jones sits at eight on the board. Oh, wow. Yeah. So who's one? Uh, Franz Wagner. Okay. So he has had a very good year. So to answer your question, I, there is a chance, but, there's a lot of other guys that are that are in front but of him. But to Jack's that's point, really he's, the fact he's on the radar and Especially, in top ten already, yeah. he's he's starting to get that that rep, that recognition, and what's going to help Jack, I think, eventually is getting calls and you know and, and getting things of that nature. 
Right. So I, I just, I mean, I just hope he gets, you know, all the all of the awards he deserves. But, but uh, Gus, just getting back, getting back to Kelly for just a second. Sure. Okay. If you, if even if even if you 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 say that he was going for a joke last night that he screwed up. Okay. The the thing in front of the bat, um, and you know when he was introduced in front at the basketball game. Okay. The fact that you don't realize that different parts of the state talk differently, that he was doing some imitation of a Louisianian is just insane. Um, and and um, last night when they were talking to him, guys, I didn't watch much of the game. I did happen to catch that. Last night when they were talking to him, oh, man, I just wanted to come to Louisiana. I just I, I want to be here. And he gave all this BS. You came here because they were paying you a boatload of money and you think you have a chance to win the championship here. Those are the only two reasons you came here. Everything else is... Is just you know made up garbage. So uh, anyway, I, and, and I realize, and Gus, I guess my point is, you know, for people who are just pulling for LSU, you really don't care about that. But I'm saying that when he go, and clearly he he can recruit. Sure. If he went, if he, you know, if I had a son that age and he came, he came into the house, I'd be looking for somebody else. That's all I'm saying. I, I just, I just think he's a phony. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate anyway, the conversation. Just my opinion. Yeah, I hear you. Thank you, bud. Y'all have a good day. You too, man. Thank you. Here's Willie Green at the end of the game yesterday. On uh, Again, it was 101-99 at some point there in the fourth quarter. Uh, it just comes down to execution, and they executed well at the end of games and got quality looks and made them. That's about us. I mean, it, it's, it really is. It really is. Better than is. For, whatever, for whatever reason. That is much better. But again, though, it was a reason. But here's the thing: like, I couldn't really be angry. Could you? Like, when I'm watching that happen, I'm like, "Well, they're just the better team. They had a close game." That's what I'm saying. Like, I wasn't like, "Oh, come on, get, dude." What do you? I mean, vaya con Dios, Josh Hart. Good luck. I mean, it's Chris Paul. The guy knows everything. And you've heard me say this though, and that's why in our conversation before the break, I was leaning towards Ja. At that position, man, when you have a guy that can control the court. And to your point, Ja's very Burrow-like right now. Uh, By the way. Memphis is in the fourth seed. People are, I mean, like, he's going to change how people view Memphis. My joke last year was, can you name me somebody else on the Grizzlies? Guess what happens if they remain the fourth seed and make a run in the playoffs this year? People start coming. You're going to start knowing who the Grizzlies are. But but that's why you draft somebody one, two, or three, right? That's what you want. That person's got to change your fortune. Him. Him. By the and way. that was my point going into this basketball season for the Pels. Like, I hear the, we need to build around Zion. At some point in time, Zion's got to lead the team. He's got to be the guy. Right? Does that make sense? It's kind of hard to build around a guy that no, has I, only played 83 games. I, I understand. That's the problem. That's the problem. Zach, what you got for us, sir? Hey, yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, and I feel like it's so easy to forget that, like, you know, last year when Zion was healthy, you know, for the large majority of the year, I mean, 20, 21 years old, mm-hmm. average, man, 27, 9. And, you know, kind of when we started the point Zion experiment, you know, right. towards the end of the year. I mean, he was averaging dang near five assists a game, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is an elite, you know, LeBron-level talent when healthy in Asterix is the thing. Um, it, it's it's tough, and I question whether Zion has the, you know, X factor that maybe Ja has, but the, the talent is, is undeniable. I mean, Zion is the better talent than Ja Morant. Well, Zach, my, 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 my thing is that the, the, the one – part that's keeping me from agreeing with you on that statement is the defensive side for him which is something that i wanted to see and shooting jaws getting jaws that's what i'm saying three ball well and that's what i'm getting at is that and i I need i wanted to see this year and we will see at some point zach when he gets healthy what steps that has taken because again to your point jaws had more time on the court you've seen this game develop a little bit more but to your point, offensively, yes, 100% agree with you. If he could add a jump shot, work on the ball handling to his right hand instead of just always going with his left, things of that nature, things that people were saying last year that were easy to diagnose, and more importantly, play defense. 
if he could add that element to it, which we saw. We saw, right? I mean, one of the things that we talked about, Zach, was him blocking shots at Duke and doing that. If we could see that Zion blocking shots at the rim, blocking shots in the corner for three, Zach, then I'd agree with you. But until we see it, it's kind of hard to say it. But the potential is there. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate the phone call, bud. Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette, joins us next. We'll continue this discussion with him and talk Saints. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Welcome to Allstate, where your savings are always on the right track and where we still love when those auto rates drop because when they do... That's some really good energy. Love when the extra savings hit, don't you? Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ready for an oil change? We can help get the right protection at the right price. Right now, you can get five quarts of Valvoline Daily Protection or Valvoline Max Life High Mileage Motor Oil with an STP oil filter for just $28.99. Visit one of our 6,000 stores or order from AutoZone.com for same-day store pickup or next-day delivery. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Louisiana broadcasters are looking for the best of the best, announcing the 2022 LAB Broadcast Scholarship Program Two $2,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana broadcasting students. For complete details, please call 1-800-364-7260 or go to broadcasters.org. Deadline for entry is January 28, 2022. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Scholarship Program, good for you, good for us, great for Louisiana. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Scott Minnick is the way to follow on Twitter. ESPN Lafayette. What's up, Scott Prather? How are you, sir? I'm good, Gus. What's going on, man? I'm doing fine. Um, it kind of, I just, it wasn't planned. We were just kind of just talking a little bit, um, before the show and, you know, Jean Morant tweeted or a uh, tweet of no, what he said after, go ahead. It was what he said after the game and it yeah. said he wasn't afraid of anybody, yeah. um, after the post game on the court with one of the ESPN reporters, and that kind of just got us thinking, at this point in their career, who would you pick or who's better, Zion Williamson or Ja Morant? And right now, it heavily favors Ja Morant in the Twitter poll. Who are you taking, Scott? Well, I mean, if you were at this point in the career, it's certainly Morant. I, I, I maintain that I think Zion has the higher ceiling because I think he can do things that we've never seen, but... How could you take? How could you ever take Zion currently? I mean, he's missed more than half the games in his career, and Morant's mm-hmm. just out there, you know, playing like, um, you know, like a star, like a like a guy that while he hasn't been an All Star yet, he's he's got a bunch of them in his future. He's got a he's got a, an edge about him, right? Like a, a chip on his shoulder about him. That I mean, it's <clears throat> it's undeniable, and and there's something about being number two and not number one overall. There's something about being the guy from, you know, the, the mid-major instead of Duke. Like, there's just, there's there's not as much of a microscope on him. Not to say there's not one, because there is, but it's different. It's a different sure. kind of microscope mm-hmm. than Zion. And I think I think that's a good thing, right? And uh, for Morant, man, he's, I mean, Memphis has got a special one, man. He's, he's got it. You know, they're the 4C currently in the West right now. They're in the playoffs last year. And again, that's the hope that you want when you draft somebody that high. And that was the step that you were hoping to see this season with Zion. As for the rest of the team, um, Scott, we'll start with them because they played last night. And look, in reverse order, 
They've played the three, two, and tomorrow will play the number one seed in the Western Conference and played Milwaukee back over the weekend. Tough four game stretch. I just said, just get through it. The remaining schedule, you're not out of it, right? Going into the game yesterday, they were two and a half games out of the tenth spot. So you're not out of the tenth spot. It's just, it's tough because you're, you're facing teams that can shoot the three. You're facing teams that have a superstar or two. And you're just undermanned. But it was 101-99 in the fourth quarter yesterday. And then you saw Chris Paul, why he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you, when Chris Paul checked back in, you just figure you have him late in the game. It's a different story. But um, to say that, Gus, I mean, we, we talked last week. And I said, they're about to play four really, really difficult games. And, and I hope people don't look at them. And if they lose them, say, oh, well, they've lost all this positive momentum. I, I don't think that. I think. I think that positive momentum that you saw this team building at the end of the year, a calendar year, they believe in Willie Green. They're going to bat for Willie Green. And and I think, you know, uh, I they, they're, they're probably going to lose another one here, Gus, maybe the next one. But I, I still really like what I'm seeing from this team, the right. growth that you've seen, the guys playing for one another, and more than that, just playing for their head coach. It's It's been a while since we've seen a team sort of fully embrace a head coach. I don't. I don't know that you could say that it happened with Gentry maybe in that season where they got in and they beat Portland. And it, it, but it, guys played for Monty when he was in New Orleans. The good teams, the bad teams, like they played hard for him. And I think to do that consistently and to want to do it, it's been a while since we've seen it in the New Orleans franchise. And I think we'll be we're seeing the very early stages of it for Willie Green. And that's what excites me because you need some kind of sustainability and you need that kinship between the players and the coach and it's it's you know it's one thing to have a business relationship between a player and a coach but it's another to have a business relationship and a personal mm-hmm. relationship and you get the sense that that's happening right now with Willie Green and this team no doubt I, I definitely think you're seeing that and and that's a good sign again we had calls yesterday saying hey, they're competitive it's it's at least a watchable product that's not what you want it to be this year but with all the circumstances you had and Scott starting one and nine you will take it. As so we turn to our attention to the team across the parking lot over there in airline, the New Orleans Saints, Falcon Hate Week, Scott Prather. And all that's on the line now is avoid getting swept by a team that's not even in the playoffs, which I couldn't stomach, by the way. I opened the show that. And then also on the line is to keep your playoff hopes alive. When you look at the totality of this season, I think it's almost incredible that you are entering the final week of the season with a shot at the playoffs, huh? Absolutely, man. Through hell and high water, this team has somehow managed to have a meaningful football game in week 18, the last week of the regular season. It happens to be against the arch rival. Um, I mean, what can you say about this defense, Gus? I don't, I don't remember a defense like this. I mean, I, I don't know that the front four is as good as the 2000 Saints front four because they were – I mean, you had three guys with double digit sacks. That's not going to happen again. But just as a whole, sort of the – it's been a long time since we've seen the Saints have a defense like this one. And while the, while the offense is anemic and missing players, you – I mean, typically, look, Mahar misses the PAT. It was almost laughable. Like, oh, my God. So now still one possession game. He makes three field goals. He misses an extra point. But the way that the Saints were just owning Sam Darnold and just totally alphing him, like he, it, it was, it, it wasn't even a worry. It was like once they got the touchdown for the first time and what you know was was a couple of a couple of full games, it was like it's over. Like the, the Panthers aren't they're not driving down the field and scoring on this defense to have that and to have it going into this last week and to have Cam Jordan playing. You know, after not having a sack the first six weeks, now some of the best ball of his career. It helps to have Davenport and Yamada, doesn't it? He uh, he sacked Matt Ryan 22 times. Why, why, why not make it 25? He get a three-piece on Sunday, beat the Falcons and their pathetic behinds, and, you know, see what happens with the Rams and Niners. But, you know, you, with all you've been through this season, guys, yeah. you cannot go out with a loss to Atlanta. You just can't. You kind of bring up everything that you've been, the Saints have been through this season. Um, that's another one of our questions of the day. Scott, what did you learn about this New Orleans Saints team this season? That's a good question. I, I mean, I, I wish I had a good definitive answer because I, I think 
we already knew this team had a good culture in the locker room. And you have to. Like, you don't overcome what they've dealt with this season to still be in the mix for a playoff spot and, and not have a good, strong culture. You just don't. You know, it was never a consideration of, well, you know, we just can't, can't win like this. Oh, COVID. Oh, another guy's hurt. Oh, you lost Jameis. Oh, Michael Thomas isn't playing. Oh, Kamara's going to miss him. Oh, Ramchek's out. Armstead's out again. Like, mm-hmm. you Sean Payton is, is, did his best to just look. There were some games like the Buffalo game and certainly the Miami game where they knew we're not going to win with what we have, but they didn't let it overtake the locker room or sort of creep into more than just a singular game. And I think I think our, I think we already knew that it had a really good culture. There was some question, I guess, Jordan, as far as like now that Breeze is gone, what's right. it going to look like? But mm-hmm. the culture was already there. You know, you Demario Davis is your Malcolm Jenkins, and I know he's been hurt. We'll give him our time. Teron Armstead's a big part of that culture as well. He's gotten out this injury with hopes of playing again. Like they've that I think I don't think it answered a question. It only just sort of further cemented, I think, what a lot of us knew, and that was this winning culture is, is a big deal in that locker room. And uh credit to them for still being in the mix here with everything they've been through this year. You wanna know what my answer is, Scott? I don't think I've said it yet on the show just yet, so I'll say it to you, sir. I think what I've learned this year is the Saints are not that far away from being back where they were with Drew Brees as probably as close as two years ago when they played the Rams. And I mean by that is this. Get me a quarterback that can read the field and deliver the football. I know they will take care of the deficiencies in terms of fighting a receiver. So Michael Thomas comes back. He's a first down. And, you know, figure out your line. Which, again, I understand they're all individually big things to do. That said, you just brought up culture, the right locker room, a defense that I do think shouldn't lose a lot next year, right? You have to make a decision on Marcus Williams. P.J. Williams is on a one-year deal. Quan Alexander, he's going to be a free agent as well. Do you bring them back with Pete Warner and some of the other guys? It depends. But my point, though, is you're going to bring back what I think is absolutely a playoff caliber defense, if not championship caliber, with the right tinkering. And if you can just get average quarterback play, I don't think you're that far removed than what the Saints were when they won 13 games of Drew Brees, who wasn't throwing the ball deep, but didn't turn the ball over, and delivered the football to Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas. I mean, it, if I don't think they're that far away from that. Like, that's what I've learned this year. Mr. Me, pessimistic. I'm like, dude, the Saints could absolutely be in contention, especially if Rodgers goes somewhere else. Like I, well, there was a, there was a segment earlier this morning that I saw on Get Up, Get Up. There's an exclamation mark. Yeah. Yeah. But they were talking about where does Russell Wilson land up, and one of them were your New Orleans Saints, and I, I just to both of you, you your points, being able to kind of have. You know that culture to where after a season like they had, still be a front runner for you know one of these quarterbacks yeah. to, to end land here. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, and if if look, I've I've said this for months. The quarterback next season for the Saints is either going to be Russell Wilson or Jameis Winston. They're going to make a hard push for Wilson on all the salary cap. They'll they'll figure it out. They'll convert his salary into a bonus and you know push it back. Mm-hmm. If they can get them. Now, they'd have to give up a lot, and that might make draft coverage less exciting. But you do it if you can do it. And if they can get them, I think Jameis is back next year on a, you know, a one or maybe two-year deal, but nothing you know, nothing too too high because they got to make sure he recovers from this injury and other stuff. And I think either either way, you're better. But if it's Wilson, I mean, no, you're, you're a contender again. Because, uh, like, if, if Cam Jordan – Davenport for one more year, and we know he's a Ferrari that has a, a shoddy engine. When, when that engine's working and he leaves the garage, he's the biggest disruptor on the defense. The problem is he doesn't leave, you know, every single game. But Peyton Turner will be back, right? You know how good Onyemati is. Right. Teams that can get after the quarterback win in the league. It makes your secondary better. It makes your linebackers better. Offensively, you've been, you know, without question, by far not even close, the worst offense of the Peyton era, and probably the worst – I mean, they didn't throw two 1,005 out of the season for all the obvious reasons. You haven't had an offense this bad in, in well over 20 years. It's probably the end of the Ditka era. So 
you're right there still for a playoff spot. You throw an elite quarterback into that, you get Michael Thomas back, Bingo. and you improve the O-line a little bit. Yeah. You know, Will Lutz will be back next year. That'll right. improve your special teams, obviously. Harris is on still a UDFA deal, and he's an all-pro in terms of the return game. J.T. Gray's a pro bowler. Your special teams will be good, too. It's really, I'm with you guys, it's about quarterback and O-line. And if you fix those two things next year, you're going to absolutely be a contender in the NFL. I mean, yeah, you're 100% right. Look, you put in Russell Wilson in that situation with this offense. And again, you even saw when Ian Book started, and we talked about it, Scott, I even I think on your show as well, there were plays on some of those interceptions of the low throw to Alvin Kamara or double team. It, it It's built in. This offensive passing tree, this offensive game plan, it's built in success if you know where to go with the football. That guy would know where to go with the football. And it just, I mean, again, it, it would make sense to do that. And that's why I'm saying whether it's the draft capital you go to when you have a defense that's pretty much somewhat intact and then you bring in a guy like that, then you might get what Tampa got two years ago where guys are going to come in on one-year deals. Guys are going to come in and maybe not ask for the farm just to be a part of a situation like that to kind of help do it. So, Scott, we'll see, but I'll leave you with this, or you can leave us with this. What happened Sunday? Oh, Saints win it. Uh, Saints win it 20-9. to Cam Jordan gets three sacks. And uh, I don't know what happens with Rams-Niners. I mean, I know the Rams are favored. Yet, I mean, Shanahan's had (laughs) McVay's number for sure. And I – I hope it's it's weird, right? It's two old NFC West rivals you don't mm-hmm. like them as the Saints fan, but you got to root for one. And then, of course, you hate the Falcons. So Sunday afternoon will be full of drama, but I think the Saints are going to do their part. Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette. We chat with him on Wednesdays. Thank you, sir, for giving us the touch and feel. What's going on over there in Acadiana? Follow him on Twitter at Scott Mimic. Appreciate it, bud. Talk to you later. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, guys. Yeah, for sure. Quick break. Coach G will talk football next. Uh, Jordan, you can have the first question since I never get to see you. You can have the first question when it comes to soccer. How about that? Wow. Yes. I know you're super prepared. Judging by the grin on your face, it's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's the start of something new sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with the Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. At G-Con Terry joins us. 
hour earlier now on Wednesdays to talk a little football. Coach G is how we like to call him. Sir, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me on a little earlier. My uh, my schedule got changed at the high school, so uh, uh, I'm glad you guys can uh, get me on this early. Not a problem, man. Over there, we're at Warren Easton. Um, yes, so we're here. It's the month of January, and over to my left, I got a little sticky note, and I see January 27, Salvador, the 30th, Canada, the team on top of the table right now. We got some time. We got some time before we get to that, but it is. We're in this month, man. How big are those two games? Because I think the last time we chatted, the last thing we want to do, right, is enter March having to play Mexico, Panama, and Costa Rica mm-hmm. to earn that spot in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So these are two big games at the end of the month, aren't they? Uh, they're huge, and especially with the international uh, players right now. I'm um, just reading a lot of um, information about the other leagues, and COVID is, is going throughout all these leagues, and a lot of these players right now um, either have it or um, a lot of their games have been canceled. Uh, for example, the Carabao Cup uh, tomorrow is um, Arsenal and Liverpool is supposed to play. That game got canceled. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the international players of the United States will remain uh, COVID-free and will be healthy and um, injured-free like uh, Christian Pulisic. Um, and everyone can come back on a couple of weeks and uh, do well against Canada and kind of get those three points that we need to make it a little bit easier for us and the later happen, like you said, in March. Now, one of the things that um, we've talked about in the past, Coach G, is getting American players overseas, getting that mm-hmm. experience and how big that sort of has been. Obviously, the focus was ballistic for a while, but we've seen a handful of them. And Jordan, another U.S. player, is um, making the move over there. Yeah, it looks like U.S. men's national team's Pepe makes Augsburg yep. move from Dallas. So how big is that for this team? Um, that's huge. And don't forget, Daryl uh, DK is going to West Brom, which is in the Champions League. Um, both of these are huge because these are kind of rising up names, I guess you want to say, um, in the U.S. soccer. And it's always good to see them overseas. So, yeah, these two guys, um, they're, they're leading the way right now for these youngsters. So I'm definitely liking it. More exposure to the European game and the IQ and the flow and, and all that will only help us out in the long run. Now, if we can get, you know, every single like 18 to 20, 21 uh, men on the roster over there, they'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know we can't and we still have some MLS players here, but it's good to see these young bucks are going overseas. It's kind of one, of, I wouldn't say even a catch 22, but it, it, it's good and bad, right? It's good mm-hmm. that yes, that is where that level of competition is going to help them grow, therefore eventually help the U.S. men's national team. And um, Coach Kenny Farrell, the Jesters, was talking to me about this, that, you know, things, these moves like this help you in 2026, perhaps, when we host and you can win here. In the meantime, though, again, you've seen MLS grow. You've seen mm-hmm. a lot of different cities, expansion, and it is. It, it's, it's a product that's not bad to watch. And I guess the downside is, you're seeing some of those players go, but you can also look at like this, Coach G, that they're playing so well at MLS that they're being noticed and that teams overseas are grabbing them. Yeah, and like like Pepe, you know, he's an 18-year-old kid. I, I keep on saying kid because, you know, he's a young man. Um, and he's getting looked at. So as maybe an 8-year-old who looked at Pepe as, hey, I'm going to my local club team, and now he's um, getting over to Europe, you kind of lose that kind of connection with the local team, that grassroots kind of mentality. Um, so it's good and bad. It's good for the overall game of the United States with the national team. But here in America, to really kind of grow the system here, it's actually kind of bad. And I don't know how many of the listeners actually know, but we'd have a like a, an FA Cup, a uh, Copa del Rey Cup here in America. It's called the the U.S. Open Cup. For any of these teams um, throughout America, as long as they pay a, a fee, it could be at any level, can participate. But it's not really known here in America because we don't really have that, that, de- that depth of talent. We don't have a lot of the big names playing in these tournaments, and not even ESPN. I think ESPN does um, does uh, have the network um, airing rights. Mm-hmm. I don't even think ESPN really plays it because it's not a huge draw to the local game because, again, I believe that a lot of our great talent is going overseas, and it kind of waters down the local talent, and even MLS. We might have some great players from the EPL, from other um, European teams, who are coming to the MLS, but 
We're seeing them in their twilights. We're seeing them when they're 34, 35, 36. Yeah, they're putting up numbers, but that doesn't really help our American game grow. It just, you know, uh, we were watching as a uh, Rooney for the last 15 years. They come over to D.C. Of course, we're going to spend that money because we've been watching them on TV for 15 years. But it doesn't really help our American game grow. So, so it is a catch-22 of having them going overseas, but also having them stay here. St. Louis City SC, one of the expansion teams for MLS, hiring its new manager, New York Bulls assistant coach and former South Africa international player Bradley Carnell. How nice is it to get guys like that into the league to be coaches? Um, anytime you have experience, and like I said, international experience of his background, it's only going to grow um, locally as well as MLS. St. Louis has been kind of itching for a very long time to have a professional soccer team, and it's about time um, that they, they are having it. Um, the Midwest is a is a soccer haven, and most people don't you know kind of think about that. Me being mm-hmm. from the Midwest, uh, especially in Chicago and Milwaukee, um, even Minnesota, it's, it's it's actually bigger than what I guess you want to say think about or thought about. So it's good to see that St. Louis and more of the Midwestern teams is it's growing here. So anytime you have a international. Um, um, player, um, a, a guy who knows the team inside out, who's been in, in the league in, in North America, it's always good to have that kind of um, person in the uh, the front office as well on the pitch. So for uh, St. Louis, yeah, it's a real good find for them. Coach G, Jay Fowl, one of our listeners tweeted at us at ESPN Radio NOLA, will Man City be challenged? <laughs> no! Uh, the only thing that they'll ever be challenged by is they can stay healthy with COVID. Um, they're down one nothing against Arsenal, and uh, they came back late in the game to uh, 2-1 to, to beat them. Um, they're just hitting on, like I said last week, they're hitting on all cylinders. And one thing about uh, Man City, they have such deep pockets that, you know, for teams, let's say, um, like Tottenham, they, that, that's up there but don't have deep pockets, they can only survive so long in the entire season with all the tournaments and all the regular season games, so forth and so on. But Man City, with their pockets and how they spend the money and who they're spending money on, um, they're, 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 I, don't, I don't see them actually dropping anything remotely close. Um, they might have a little hiccup here and there in the Champions League, but uh, in, the, in the EPL, like I said last week, you can almost start kind of giving them the trophy. But Man City mm-hmm. is a huge machine right now. Um, I think they, every tournament that they're in, except for the Carabao Cup that they just um, they, they lost, besides that cup, they should be winning every single trophy. So uh, it's, it's uh, good to see. It's always glad to see a team who is very dominant because we really don't have that a lot in major sports. But it's always fun to kind of sit back and watch them perform and kind of live up to your expectations of, yeah, they should be getting the three points. They should be going to the finals. They should be winning this championship. So, uh I don't think anything can stop them except for, I think, that we can't uh, see, and that's COVID. Coach G, always a pleasure on Wednesday, sir. We're going to be doing it a little bit earlier now with that schedule change over there at Warren Easton. Appreciate the time. We'll talk football the rest of the time here on Wednesdays with you. Have a great rest of the week and enjoy your weekend. Thanks, you too, guys. Talk to you guys. Bye. Thank you, Coach G. Uh, Quickly, let's wrap up our number one by reminding you DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana. A uh, hundred bucks in free bets will be waiting for you when you sign up before they go live, hopefully before the Super Bowl, which is right around the corner. Jordan, that's what Rafael Esparza tells us, that the goal is to try to get it up by the Super Bowl, maybe even during the playoff time. Bottom line, jo- download the, the app, then use the code LaRose, and then when you are done, you will look in your account and you will see $100 in free bets ready to go. Look at you rubbing your hands. Are you ready? I'm you're, very you're, ready. You're gonna bet on anything and everything, aren't it, you? It might be, it might be scary. Are you gonna, are you gonna be like, uh, two dollars here on everything? Like, out of, no, the, out of that hundred dollars. It's going to one you go, thing. You're going straight one. Well, straight one. If it one ha- bill's if going it was to one, meant to one be, event. It was meant to be. Really? If you were betting Monday, Bama dogs, who are you going with? Oh, I gotta do that game. Yeah, right now. If it was the only game, if you were I'm, doing it. Bama. Bama. Pelicans, Warriors. I don't like to bet on the Pelicans. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> You're not doing that? No. Not doing that right now? Okay. I'll let you know what the line is tomorrow. It's not up yet, but I'll let you know. Anyway, this is what you can do. And the, the fun part about it is you're going to start out with 100 bucks on them just for doing it. So use like the code that. LaRose and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Hour one is in the books. Hour two next on ESPN New Orleans.
I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. What is hope? Hope 